Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show, all about movies. You are listening to The Jam Price Show, all about movies, and today my guests are Nick Alfieri, who is a director and also the subject of this brand new film. We're going to be talking about a documentary entitled Unicorn Town, and Brent Kraft, who is the producer of Unicorn Town. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having us on, Jen. Really good to be here. Well, it's nice having you both here. All right. I did not even know anything about football <laughs> in Germany or anywhere else in Europe, for that matter, so this was an eye-opening documentary and very, very fascinating. Obviously, I did not know American players went over to play in other leagues in Europe. So this is really kind of exciting. How did you find... Nick, you you play for the Unicorns. How did you get involved with playing with them? And how did this all come about? Yeah, I mean, we were the same as you because we, we're both coming from football backgrounds in the States, actually, but we both had no idea that they played what we're calling now American football football over in Europe. I played in college. Brent and I actually both played in college, uh, separated by a few years at Georgetown in Washington, D.C. So that's how we got connected. And after my college career, I started to go to film school at USC, which I touch on a little bit in the documentary, Mm -hmm. but ended up missing playing football and just started to get recruited by some of these European teams. And when I got a message on Facebook from a team called the Unicorns, I thought that it was like a joke. Did some research on I found out, oh, this is actually a real football team and this league looks interesting and cool. So decided to leave film school and go back and, and be a football player, but still had never, like I said, never heard of American football in Europe. So I thought this was an interesting subject for a documentary at the same time. So kind of killed two birds with one stone there. Got to play football again, which was super fun and a great experience, but then uh, make a piece of content about it and kind of explore that world and, and tell people about it. So that's kind of how I fell into it. It's, it's so fun. It really is. And, and Brent had did he uh, get you involved in this project? So Nick helped me with my first feature called Ladylike, ironically. Um, and that's how we initially got connected. And he got into US- USC film school, which we were both excited about. And then he sort of came to me, was like, look, I, I think I might drop out or at least take a semester abroad to, to pursue this opportunity. And, and then he's like, and I want to make a movie about it. And that was like the first time that we sort of discussed it. I think it was in New York, actually. We were doing like a test screening for my first feature. And, and uh, that's like the first time I got wind of it and then it's been a a very long journey since but exciting very exciting so let's talk I mean there's so much to talk about in this movie (laughs) because they are the underdogs and you know and that's kind of always we love you know the underdog story obviously but I really want to talk about the man who started this team and and how it gets there because it's it's it's, tell me his name again Sissy Ziggy yeah Ziggy's a legend oh my god I mean he always always was smiling. Always. Always. And I just loved it. No matter what happened, he was smiling and he was happy and he was excited. And it was so uplifting just watching him uh, and how he was. But let's talk about how he started this team and all about him a little bit. So it's kind of interesting. So Ziggy is from Schwabisch Hall, that small town where the unicorns are, small town of 39,000 people in southern Germany. So he's from there. There's actually American military bases throughout Germany and there was a small 
American military base right outside of Schwabisch Hall. And the town, the German town locals and the American military personnel were so interconnected and there was all these friendship groups and a lot of blending of cultures. And the Germans started this team, this American football team, with the help of some of these American military people around in the area. Because, of course, American football, you know, comes from from the States, one of our greatest exports. So it was kind of a blend of those cultures in that small town. And they, they started it in 1983. Ziggy was one of the main founding members. He was actually, he was a player as well as being the founder, eventually became the head coach and then was the head coach for years. And then now has stepped into more sport director role because the, the program has blossomed and it has youth teams and all sorts of different levels. And, and now just this year started a woman's team, female football, which is really? pretty cool. So it, it's all started from this guy, Ziggy. It's awesome. Amazing. Amazing. Okay. A woman's football. Uh-huh. Yeah. See, this is this is actually kind of getting more and more popular in Europe. We, we very rarely see it here in the States. Right, right. You know, we just have our, our, our regular football leagues that we know about. But as you see in the documentary a little bit, a lot of these guys are playing football after work. It's sort of semi-professional and, and it's it's a, a activity for them after work. And the way they look at it, they want to offer it basically to everyone. Anyone who wants to play football should be able to play football. And so that's sort of the mentality behind starting the women's team now as well. Exciting. Are you going to do a documentary about that one? Maybe. Unicorn Town <laughs> too. Brent, you up for it? <laughs> Are you up for it, Brent? <laughs> I'm, I'm in. I'm you're, in. You're in. You're yeah. in. Brent, what was the most difficult part of of doing this film? It's been, It's. I'm not going to lie, and I'm, Nick won't lie either. It's been a, a challenging journey. There's like. There's been some blessings to it as well in that Nick is, is a Swiss Army knife, and it's very rare to have someone that can film themselves on camera. He's playing on the field professionally. He's he's editing the doc. He, he's helping guide the score. Like there's so many things that Nick can do that made my job easier. But releasing a doc in today's time in, in movies and entertainment is a very complicated process to find distribution and find partners, handle everything. And then at the same time, we were filming a story that wasn't quite yet a story yet. So we we're trying to let that unfold, right? That I don't won't give away any spoilers, but you know, we weren't sure when it was going to end and when when we were getting our final climax. So it took part over a, a couple years uh, just filming it, and then then there was the edit. So there was a few hurdles along the way, I should say. Yeah. Now, when did you start shooting this, Brent? Well, that's a better question for Nick. I know. Oh, Nick. Okay, started. Nick. When did you <laughs> when did you start? In uh, March of 2016 was when the first frames were shot. Okay. And uh, Brent and I are in communication there, and, and it really evolved. I mean, when we, when we first started, I was I have to admit I was quite naive. I was pretty young, and I thought, oh yeah, I'll make a documentary, and really had no idea what I was getting into. Luckily, I had Brent there to help guide the situation. So kind of, I, I left film school, but making this documentary became my film school at the same at the same time. It was quite an experience, and uh, yeah, I was just I was really lucky to have Brent on board from the beginning to to help guide this process and and help get us to the finish line. But yeah, March 2016. Wow, baptism by fire, as they say, for sure. Did you, when did you, did you wrap it before um, COVID hit or were 
you still working on it during COVID? We had had wrapped production. We were in post-production when COVID hit. So after we had had all of our footage and we were piecing the edit together, working on the score and getting like the graphics and everything. So uh, luckily enough, we were wrapped before then and we're just doing everything uh, remotely post-production. Was it more difficult, Brenton, than to try and find a distributor for this during because it was COVID? Were you trying to do it during COVID? Probably that added a bit to it, right? You couldn't do screenings in person and that and like every, the connectivity of the world was just different. Right. Um, it's also, you know, it's a really unique piece. It's, it's this really unique, like niche project that mm-hmm. is incredibly big and universal. So that's a tough sell until someone watches it. Right. And then they become the biggest fans ever. So it was just, you know, it was a, tricky to navigate, but we're, we're so excited to finally have it out there now. And it just actually came available on airlines. So it's on Delta and United. Mm-hmm. And so we're getting sent all these pictures, especially Nick, of people screening it on the flights oh, uh, as they travel. So it's been very neat. Very exciting. Very exciting. That is, yeah, it is. And you've got Amazon Prime as your uh, as your partner to show to watch this on, which is um, wonderful. That's where I watched it. A little plug for Amazon. <laughs> Okay. It's cool to see it out on, on some of these platforms and stuff. Something that, that we worked on for such a long time to be on these platforms and people really all around the world be able to see it. And, you know, with social media, be able to receive messages about people seeing it in different states and different countries. It's a pretty rewarding thing on the artistic side of things. And it's been pretty cool for us. Yeah, I can imagine that it would be. Um, I mean, there's so much to it. So you found out about this team. So what made you decide, I think I'm going to go over there and do this? What was the deciding factor? Well, the name was very intriguing for sure. Yes. That was a really interesting thing to be able to say. I'm leaving film school to go to Germany to play for the Unicorns. But there's just something about, I, I talked to the two coaches uh, that are in the in the film. Jordan, the, the American coach from Texas, and Ziggy from Schrebisch. I'll talk to both of them on the phone multiple times. They were really trying to recruit me to come, and I really felt a good connection to them. But it ended up kind of just being a lucky situation because I, I always thought yeah, making a piece of content or documentary about American football in Germany, that's interesting in itself, but I was so lucky to fall into this actually super unique special town in team that made it all the more interesting and a beautiful story. And it was just kind of all worked out so perfectly. And then the way everything played out. So it was really just felt good talking to these coaches. And then it all just ended up working out in a really nice, special way. Let's talk about the town, Brent. It, it is. It's a, it's a, it's just a beautiful town and Germany and uh, but let's talk about how they feel about this team the unicorns it's wild I mean I was sort of sitting where you're sitting at first I had never traveled there I was just doing this all sort of via the footage I was seeing and I was like this is like a storybook Nick this is unreal like how do like you live yeah. here like it's not in Disneyland like what's going on <laughs> right and, and then I was like I would unpack like are, are these fans really into it like are they really about it or is it like kind of like something they like but they're still all about soccer or something it's like no like it's full out enthusiasm for this sport, for this game, for this team. And then I was lucky enough to go over and I got to see Nick play a game there and see like the game day experience. It met every expectation. It sort of was just like, how does this exist? It's so special, so fascinating. And, and I hate to even say it, like it does feel a bit magical. <laughs> it looks that way too. So it's nice to hear that that's also how it, how it felt it, when you were there. It did, it did. Yeah. It is. It's a really 
really cool special place and it's just like when I was being recruited to play there the coach said it looks like you got picked up and just dropped into a storybook and uh, you see some of that in the movie and it just really is I mean I thought I would be there for one year I'm going back to Germany in like two weeks I'm on year seven living over there so it's an amazing little town I was going to ask you about that Nick if you were going back but let's let's talk before we so you are are you still playing or are you just going back I just finished playing a season 2022 we actually won the German Bowl I'm trying to decide now if I'm going to keep playing if I'm going to keep putting on the pads but I'll for sure be there and be around the team it's become a really big part of my life so yeah I'll be there for sure I'm I'm hoping personally for Nick to retire because I think he has a a very bright future in media and film uh, awaiting him so we'll see so when you go back to Germany Nick what do you plan on doing if you're not sure you're going to play or not I mean you're going back early right you're going back yeah uh so the season will start I'll be involved in in football in Germany football in Germany is kind of growing we're hitting it right at an interesting time the NFL actually had their first regular season game in Germany this year so football is really picking up in Germany and I'm you know getting my foot and being a part of that I also am a YouTuber which kind of helped with the with the documentary I was making YouTube videos the whole time and gathering footage and everything and I think editing YouTube videos all the time helped hone the editing skill that eventually helped us with the documentary so I plug away on that and then on the lookout also for possibly another big story that would need a documentary medium to be told very good so when you got hurt you know did when you got hurt did you think this was the end because that was a pretty severe injury that you had and did you think you were going to go back and play yeah, or not I, well i thought for sure that the team would have to send me home right. um and i remember exactly where i was sitting and i asked them you know it was right after the injury happened like guys are you gonna send me home they said oh don't worry about that let's just go to the hospital get everything taken care of and then a couple days later they called me and assured me hey we're gonna keep you here we're gonna keep you set up in germany because there's a, there's a lot of things you know visas and, and and contracts and stuff that if i'm just a player that they've brought over there and are paying to keep over there that's a that's a big deal so it's a really amazing gesture uh, of them to keep me around and i think it really helped serve the story and sort of tell the tell the story of the spirit of that that team and that organization right right it definitely did it's such a character revealing moment about Siggy and that organization and, and all of it. it. I think it shows who they are and what they stand for. And so that was very cool. I thought I thought Nick was going to be down as well. <laughs> <laughs> Out of here. Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah you can't play football, go home. Yeah. yeah. Hit the road. <laughs> So you said there's maybe some other compelling documentaries. Obviously, this is your first documentary, and and that's what this show is dedicated to, documentaries and independent films. For the reasons you're just saying, you know, it's so hard to get publicity out there about documentaries and independent films. I mean, there's so much media clamoring for the bigger blockbuster films that the smaller films, unfortunately, don't get the the notice that they should get. And you kind of, because of COVID, missed the festival season. And I'm, I'm assuming. Did you mm-hmm. ever? Did you show this film at all in any at any festivals? We didn't, and it's been a little tricky because of COVID, right? We there was no yeah. festival circuit, and then it's a very commercial film as well. So we were in talks with some streamers to go right to streamers, and we thought that might work out. So it was sort of like there was a lot of pump fakes, I guess, in the process, and then ultimately we, we've sort of found our way. There was a lot of what in the process? I missed. Like there was a lot of pump fakes or sort of like moments that we thought that, you know, we were going to score or what have you, and then n- nothing would come through. <laughs> yeah, that's it's the story of life, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of ups and downs. And- sort of the story of the team. 
exactly. So it all worked out like this. It did. So what for you was the the highlight when you were doing this, Nick, when you were filming it and playing? What was the highlight? It was so it was just really cool to be because like I was lucky enough to be a part of that really special journey with the team that happened. Um, And so to be able to be a part of solidifying that and kind of stamping that uh, in a concrete way in a a movie, this moment of time that was really special in my life with these people that I'm lifelong friends with and have such great relationships, to be able to turn that into uh, a movie that was a really cool, special thing. And then on the... As far as the specific filmmaking aspect parts, um, you know, it was such a learning process for me. Like Brent mentioned, we, we, we both really had to wear so many different hats um, because it's a small independent production, of course. Um, and some of the things that I really enjoyed were I, I really enjoyed working with our composer, Kylie Norton. I think he created a pretty magical score yeah. that um, brought a lot of the emotions to life in the movie. So that was a, a really cool, rewarding aspect of the filmmaking for me and and how about for you brent adding on to what nick said nick has made this video about so we did this private friends and family screening before the movie premiered in los angeles and nick flew back and his brother came and i feel like so much of that video and cap like embodies and then captures like what i think is so special about this journey for nick and nick you should share it with her after it's just like such a youtube video. video Yeah, the YouTube video. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. Especially because you've already seen the screen, the film. I think you'll 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 find such enjoyment with it because you see sort of where he was early, and even just like where he was at at that point in life, and then where he was at at the finish line. And there's something special about it all. But honestly, seeing that gave me a lot of satisfaction. To be honest, do you want to talk a little bit about that, Nick? Let's talk about it since you brought (laughs) it up there. like I mentioned, I'm a YouTuber. That's sort of my what, what I'm doing doing in my my uh, time right now, and I've been doing also throughout this whole process with Unicorn Town. Um, and when the movie was released, I did uh, make this this video, sort of documenting me flying back from Germany to LA to meet up with Brent and to be able to show our movie in Los Angeles to some people and really kick off the release time. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was a it's a pretty happy, emotional situation and feeling, and hopefully it's captured with that YouTube video that sort of shows the journey. I mean, you see clips of me in 2016 saying in a video, hey, I'm, I'm gonna, I moved to Germany, I'm making this documentary, and it just seems so far-fetched to that point. And then to see, you know, six years later, we're here premiering it, Brent and I together. Um, it's a pretty cool and, and we And we got to play it at, at WME, so a big talent agency, thanks to Paul Pulowski, who's an executive producer on the project. And and everyone pitched in to help put it together. Another executive producer, Andrew Carlberg and, and Danny Hamui. It was just, it all came together, and it was a f- big f- full circle moment, which is great. That's exciting. Yeah. And it's cool to have that that documented as well in a YouTube video. We'll have to share that with you. Yeah, definitely. I would definitely, for, definitely would love to see that. Um, you know, it is, it's such a, it does take a village, doesn't it? <laughs> to, sure. to make sure. a movie. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, you mentioned you have some other ideas. What what are what other ideas do you have uh, going forward with for um uh, putting together another documentary? Either one of you can answer. Right, you want what we got going? What's going on? I mean, I think Nick can speak to it. He's more of the documentarian than I. We've gotten interest, which is very exciting, 
uh, about turning the documentary into a scripted feature film, mm-hmm. um, something sort of like totally similar to Ted Lasso, but a proper m- movie. Right. Um, and I think that could be really fun in, in, a, in an even bigger way to, to share this story. Uh, but Nick's got a couple other things up his sleeve that I think could be could turn into great docs. Yeah, there's a couple things, but there's they're so early on in the process that I don't think I'm I'm ready to throw them out there yet. Okay. And hopefully, cool, inspiring stories that we can um, tell in the next few years. Good, because that's what we all need to be inspired, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> you know, positive uplifting stuff. Exactly, that's exactly what we all need especially after coming through what we've come through the last few years. So I think a lot of people are feeling that way too, uh, for sure. So um, what, who inspires both of you? Who, you know, what, what do you have a favorite uh, documentary filmmaker or, or if not documentary, but a filmmaker that, you know, you like to emulate or who you um, just admire their work that inspires you and what you're doing. Nick, why don't you answer that first? I would actually say someone that really inspired me to, to kick off my sort of filmmaking, be it YouTube and documentary nonfiction careers, uh, the YouTuber Casey Neistat. I'm not sure if you've heard of him. He became pretty big. Um, and he is a, he's just a, a master storyteller and sort of set the example that, whether you're making a five-minute YouTube video or a 90-minute documentary, that um, story is the king, and that you need to serve the story and you know keep the audience engaged. Like I said, whether it's five minutes or 90 minutes, and there's so many different ways to do it and creative ways to kind of bend the rules, know the rules, but you know step outside of them a little bit. And I would say. Um, this guy really, really inspired me in the in the nonfiction filmmaking world. Wonderful, wonderful. I'll have to seek him out too. How about for you, Brent? I'm actually this might sound cliche, but I'm actually a big uh Tarantino fan. Um and not just because I I love his movies, um, but his sort of joy for cinema and passion for cinema mm-hmm. and just how enthusiastic he is about the process and how romantic he is about the process i I find a lot of uh inspiration from that and i even like if you go back and find some of his early interviews where he's like in a in a small west hollywood apartment there's something about it all that uh it's you know he has like a true rags to riches story um and he just loves he loves this medium and he loves film and and he loves actors and he loves all the different eras and i whenever i sort of get a dose of that i always feel like a little bit more inspired to, to forge ahead very, yeah, he's a good choice. <laughs> good choice. I don't think it's cliche at all. Sorry for the obvious answer. No, but. it's not. It's not because there's so many great directors out there, you know, and producers and actors and, you know, people who who do inspire us. And uh, he's, a, he's a very excellent choice. And you're right. He, he does enjoy what he does. And, and although he said he may not be making any more films, I was a little disappointed when I heard that. Yeah, he might be, he might be done. I think he yeah, said he has yeah. one more at least because that'll get him to. 10 but apparently you might have a television series that's coming out so uh, tv that'd be cool yeah Yeah, we will see we will see what we but we do enjoy watching him obviously well i wish you both much success with unicorn town and everybody you can seek this out on amazon prime video where else can they find it nick 
It is on all major transactional platforms. You can get it on iTunes, Voodoo, obviously Amazon streaming. Um, outside YouTube. of the United States, it's stre- yeah, it's on YouTube movies. Plex is streaming for for free outside the United States. Um, just recently on Roku channel as well. Um, so those are some of the outlets that you should be able to check it out on. And airplanes. And airplanes yeah. now. Great. Well, everybody yeah. seek out Uni- yeah. Unicorn Town. You'll, it is a fun movie and uh, you know, great documentary. And just, again, it's just a good story and, and, and well done. So I wish you both much success with Unicorn Town. Thank you both for being on the Thanks. show. Thanks Thank you so much. much. Thank you. We appreciate it. Awesome. My, my pleasure. To all my wonderful, loyal listeners, your love of film allows me to do what I do. If you want to support me, the best way to do that is to hit the subscribe button on the iHeart Podcast Network, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And of course, on YouTube. Subscribing matters. If you are feeling really compelled, I want to hear from you. Have a burning question, comment, or review? Drop me an email at thejampriceshow.com. Thank you for listening. Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show, all about movies. 